welcome back to another episode of everyone's world favorite number one hit podcast show behind the rainbow yes it is behind the rainbow welcome to behind the rainbow did you know it was called behind the rainbow now you know i don't know i'm just getting really excited about doing this intro right now if you are new to following me let me do my little plugs right now make sure you are subscribed and pressing follow on apple Podcasts, on spotify type in behind the rainbow and you can find me there if you're not following me on instagram what are you doing with your life follow me on instagram at elaine Chaya, E-L-A-I-N-E-C-H-A-Y-A. Write a rating and review for me. Please share these episodes. It's so important for you guys to share these episodes because I want world domination and all my messages to be spread around to the world. And the more you share, the more podcasts I can create. Yeah, there's a correlation. So today's episode, if you've been following me on Instagram, you know that this week is what I like to call the birthday-a-thon, which let me break it down if you don't know what the birthday-a-thon is. Everyone who is gangster in my family has a birthday this week so my sister my mom three of my cousins my dog were expecting another cousin and myself did I say me it's literally back to back so I created the word a long time ago which is birthday-a-thon which means it's like a marathon of birthdays and my sister who we are a year and three days apart we are very close yet we are so different at the same time we look different we act different but we share a lot of the same bonds together we're always together she's like in half of my Instagram stories and we've gone through a lot she's been with me since the beginning of time so I thought that for today's episode as a little birthday present I wanted to have this podcast episode that we can listen and share in forever but also for you guys to get to know my sister a little more behind the Instagram stories that you see of her I felt that in order to get to know me you definitely need to get to know my sister since we are the yin and yang twins literally almost pretty much but also for you guys to get a little bit deeper into understanding my sister and her psyche of life she's just the funniest person ever you know they say kids say the darnest things no Sharona Dane says the darnest things she gives really good nuggets about why to love hip-hop because there's a reason behind it and about beauty and about how to speak with other people when you're in disagreements and not seeing the right way there's a lot of good inspirational things that we get from my sister other than the fact that she's freaking hilarious and depending on when you hear this episode it is my sister's birthday so please comment on my Instagram January 15th so it'll be on Wednesday I'm posting this on the Tuesday but please comment on my Instagram and wish her a happy birthday I would say I would put her Instagram in the show notes but she gets really baffled that random people want to follow her unlike me when I'm like follow me everyone please I want a million followers but I'm just gonna say that you can find her Instagram on my Instagram and I would request of you guys to request her because I want to see how many requests we can get for her because she'll love it I'll love it more because I'll love it anyways I'm going off topic here enjoy this episode Sharna happy birthday I love you so much I am so grateful to have you as my sister my partner in crime the yin to my yang Teddy's aunt all of the above the reason why I love the birthday-a-thon so much is because I get to share it with you which makes it all the specials that I ever want to many more years of us BH celebrating birthday-a-thons together 120 more years and I hope that this year you not only get everything that you wish and want for but you get a million more things than you ever expected you would get out of this year I hope 2020 is the best I love you a lot and I hope you guys can understand why I love my sister so much from this episode enjoy everyone's gonna go to sleep with this episode with you this is really meditative (laughs) no it's not like a thing all right you guys i am with probably the guest that we've all been waiting for for this podcast and 
pretty much everything that I ever do. I am with the one, the only. Do you want to say who you are? Sharona Dane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you don't know who Sharona Dane is, if you don't follow me on Instagram and Instagram stories, Sharona Dane is my sister. Her name is Sharona, but I just like to say the full name. So I wanted you on this episode because I want people to delve into a just relationships with sisters, but we're so different, even though we're a year and three days apart, as we say. So we're pretty much twins and we kind of like some of the same things, but at the same time, we have grown up while in the same family, very different mindsets. Could not be more different. So I wanted to do this episode to kind of, A, get people to know a little bit about my sister. Behind the scenes. And then I just had some questions about you. So this is pretty much for me to do an analysis on this (laughs) podcast about you. First of all, tell everyone what it's like to be my sister and how would you describe me? You know, Elaine, I cannot really put Elaine into words. And I say that from like a place of absolute love. I'm proud to say that you're my sister, but on a day to day, I will never really know what Elaine is up to. Neither Um, do I. You're the courageous one. You're the creative one. You're the authentic, unique one. You're the risk taker. You're super smart. You're my best friend. You're the first person I usually text the moment I wake up. Usually something super random and weird, and I'm usually waiting for your commentary. Wait, I would just like to say on a side note for you, and we'll get into this, being the lawyer, and I'm this like unicorn paint all over my body kind of thing. You're weirder than me. Like, you're (laughs) under wraps weirder than me. And I think that's what it is. Like, the weirdest people hide it the most. No, but people don't know that. No one knows that, though. No one knows. (laughs) You are Why are you disclosing this information? Because everyone is obsessed with you, and I need to reveal everything about you on this episode. Myra wants to disown me and wants to work with you, (laughs) wants to name her child after you. How many hours have I spent with her? She's only spent like two with you. Shout out to Myra, who have actually only met one time. Unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. Everyone's obsessed with you, which they should be. But like out of everything I post on my Instagram, the one or two times I post something with you, that's when everyone comes up to us. Those posts you guys do together. Well, I think it's because then they're like two people we know in one post. No, it's because they love you. That's really nice. Yeah. People always ask us, do you guys fight often? Do you guys get along? Are you really close? What is your answer to that? How do you view our relationship? I think you and I, thank God, get along, but... I think just like anybody, sometimes we miss each other on certain things. Well, Elaine is only a year and three days younger than me. But I feel like growing up, I always felt like she was my baby, which makes no sense because we're practically the same age. But yeah, I always felt like I needed to take care of you. And I still feel like I need to take care of you, but it's not like an obligation. It's just this I feel like thing. I need to be your lawyer and I feel like I need to be your eyes and ears. Myra and Deanna and Erica. I feel like they know what I'm talking about. Please. <laughs> I'm not the only like you get invited to things all the time and it's like oh i don't know i just feel like you're not up to speed on current events i I would get invited to like fire festival and go yeah like she would have been one of the people that would have been stuck in an island i watched both the netflix and the hulu documentaries which i was adamant that my sister needed to hear because i felt like it was a teachable moment they're legit bloggers who are taking these video selfies of like i'm about to get on the plane going to fire festival which i was like seeing my sister in these people and then i see them literally like struggling in the sand with these disgusting cheese sandwiches and sleeping bags when they were promised huts on the water and no cell reception i don't know i just got really scared oh my god myra is crying because She's like, because I would have been with her. 
I'd be like, Myra, don't worry, we're going to a music festival. Myra, can you get my phone number for me, Lane, please? Just for future thank you. I don't know. How would you describe it? I think that we're friends. We're also sisters. So we watch each other, take care of each other. I'm your mom sometimes. You're my mom sometimes. Yeah, but it's like, let's say we're traveling somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. Which we've done together. You could do that with a friend. And I feel like although friends, good friends are accountable for each other, I feel like we're friends, but then we're also accountable in another way my better not (laughs) effing leave me or i will like like right yeah yeah but it's in a way that you can't be with a friend right i feel like it's really cool and special like we were at the amas the other day you and i like a lot of the same things except we have a debate about spacey casey oh my god no 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 and posty no i like posty toasty posty's cute though you don't think he's cute post malone is who she's talking about you don't think ed sheeran's cute and i'm in love with so tell everyone about what you do with my career yeah never talk about it really. yeah and i don't know what it is that's why i'm asking you (laughs) kidding it's just really complicated i'm a real estate finance lawyer most of the work i do i represent equity investors in their affordable housing projects. They use low-income housing tax credits in these deals and I help draft a majority of the documents, negotiate the financing, and all the diligence in an effort to get these deals to close. Yeah, do you see why I wanted you to explain that? Because how different is that than me? I fell asleep halfway through that explanation. I still don't know what you are. I still don't know what I am sometimes. When I was super little, I had made a decision about wanting to be a lawyer without even knowing what lawyers really do. I think I just based it off of what I saw on TV. I always said that I wanted to be the first female president of the United States. So in order to be able to do that, I need to be a lawyer in my mind. I also was really obsessed with the Spice Girls in the fourth grade. And I've actually said this in old job interviews back in the day. I wanted to be a lawyer because I felt like that would be the most effective way I could connect to the Spice Girls in order to be able to represent them. And I would have dreams about this. Did you know this? I've never heard this before. (laughs) No, like legit when I was in law school interviewing law firms and they said what was the first reason why you wanted to be a lawyer and I legit said it was because of the Spice Girls and I still managed to get hired they were like that's cute this girl's funny she has a sense of humor but like it was real so other than the fact that we're different because of our jobs that we have we're very different looking I have brown straight hair you have straight hair now but you had curly black hair you look like you're African descent I look like I came from a white family (laughs) I used to think I was adopted, by the way. Yeah, I helped with that theory that made you believe that. We really do look so different. Some people think we look the same. So you guys comment on our Instagram post of this and let us know if we're twins or not. So I don't do self-care. I don't like to do my nails. I do like barely with my hair and you do it all. What is your connection to appearance and beauty? And do you find that something part of the Persian culture that you feel pressure on? I think it's like a multi-layered thing. I think there is self-care, taking care of yourself and wanting to look presentable. I really do it for myself to the extent I can. It's really not so much for community or perception of other people but I am a very hairy Persian girl for all let me just clarify no no I would like to believe that I'm above average but it's very funny because this is how Persian girls flex with each other it's like when they start talking about their hairiness everyone's like competing over no I'm hairier no I'm hairier and I'm like this is not a competition that we need to win but I was just always super super hairy and as a kid it was something that I got picked on a lot. 
it. And I think a big reason was because elementary school really wasn't around too many Persian kids. And so I really looked different compared to like most of the kids I went to school with during the more formative years. And I think my unibrow and my mustache and my leg hair and all of that stuff just became this really, really, really sensitive topic. So I started taking care of that stuff from a really young age, like fourth grade. Eyebrows happened in middle school, but I wish it happened earlier, just considering how much I got picked on. So now to this day, taking care of that, I'm still not entirely recovered from that sensitivity, to be honest. You're very meticulous about getting your eyebrows done I'm every very, two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people will be like, I don't understand why you need to do your eyebrows. They look fine. I'm like, no, no, they're hairs. I can't even see. This is like really low key, sad story. And I don't know if I've ever told you this, but in elementary school, in like the hotter months where, you know, we would wear t-shirts, but I had hair on my arms, I would hide my arms arms in the cubby of my desk because I didn't want people to see the hair on my arms. Would people say stuff about the hair on your arms? No one would say, but like I just, you just felt it. I you were felt self-conscious. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt it. And not that there's anything wrong with hairiness. If you're down with it, embrace it. But for me, it just became a real trigger. You had really pretty curly hair, like Beyonce status, but even better. And then at one point in college, you decided to straighten it. It was after law school. Oh, law school. I know it was a debate for many years back and forth. And I was like, no, do not do it. I will never speak to you again. Well, I'm stuck speaking to you still. But why did you want to do it? And how do you feel about it now? Because it's not just like straightening hair. I feel like it's part of an identity you had. Yeah. So I was always known as that girl with the curly hair. I would legit be at a store in the mall and random people would pet my hair. Oh yeah. I really, really loved my hair, but I think a big thing was not even because of Persian culture, but just, you know, if I would go to a party or something, I just felt underdressed personally with my hair curly. Not that that's what curly hair means. I think curly hair is beautiful, but just for me, I didn't feel at my best personally. And not that you should ever do anything because of a guy but there were a few dates that I went on where guys felt like it was like their place to voice an opinion about oh I don't like your hair you know I was a lot younger back then really was not into like self-development and not as self-aware and I feel like those comments really would hurt me they would hurt most people ultimately I think I decided to straighten it when I started entering the working world mostly because I didn't want to show up to work every day with soaking wet hair. I just didn't feel like that was professional. And I actually did it after a really rough breakup. It was a response to a breakup. You know, people do crazy things. They'll like cut their hair, color their hair. I straightened my hair. Which was the craziest thing. Wild. Yeah, it was so funny. Do you remember, Elaine? Kind of right after I had did that, you and I went to a party together and someone went up to you and said hi and didn't say hi to me and he like totally knew me but oh, walked I feel past like I remember me. this, yeah. Yeah, like he just didn't even recognize me because everyone was used to seeing you with a girl with curly hair. Yeah. There was this E! News, I think it was, Instagram post of Gigi Hadid wrote Bella. a comment. Bella. The most beautiful woman in the world mm-hmm. and you wrote a comment about it can you explain what that was and you got like a lot of reactions from people from it so there was a day maybe a few weeks ago that all of these like, pop culture news outlets were posting that some scientific study has concluded that Bella Hadid is the most beautiful woman in the world all these pop culture outlets were advertising that 
I actually love the Hadid sisters. I follow them. I love to see what they're up to. This is nothing personal against them. I think they're stunning. I think their fashion is great. All of that stuff. But what bothered me was the fact that all of these pop culture outlets were advertising this girl as the most beautiful woman in the world when it's kind of been this established thing that like she's had so much work done to her face. So I wrote this comment, hey, I love E! News and I love the Hadid sisters, but why are you guys advertising something like this? And how does this affect women and young girls to see that this person who's not an accurate representation of a natural person as the most beautiful woman in the world? It's just an unrealistic expectation. A lot of my friends slid into the DMs about that. They're like, yeah, what's up? Okay, since one of my favorite topics to talk about is dating, let's talk about dating and marriage <laughs> and the stress. I wanted your take about where you're at with that. Do you feel like a pressure? Do you think it's outside community pressure? Do you put pressure on yourself? All those things. Well, community pressure, absolutely. I feel Persian culture has certain expectations for men and women, timeline, career, who to marry, all of that stuff. But honestly, the cultural pressure increasingly does not affect me as much. I really believe that everyone's on their own timeline and if someone's going to judge me for not being where they're at, that part doesn't really affect me so much. Is this a new thing or always thing? Just thinking out loud. When people make comments, it might get under my skin a little bit, but I don't think it's like, oh, the Persian culture feels I need to be this way. So that's not necessarily something that affects me. I think the extent I experience pressure, which I think most women do, I mean, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but I'll speak for myself. Yeah, I am 31. I'm going to be 32 soon. I want to find my person so badly. And the fact that I haven't met the right person yet, yeah, it's stressful. But it's more of an intrinsic pressure. It's a pressure that I put on myself. I'm very fortunate in that my parents don't pressure me. Mommy and daddy aren't like, why aren't you married? Why aren't you married? Why aren't you married? You know, some people get that from their parents. Thank God my parents aren't like that because I'm pretty open with them about my experiences and we're pretty much almost always on the same page about like, the decisions I've made and who I've kind of decided to go with and not go with and whatever. But yeah, I mean, it does feel stressful and every time this time of year with my birthday, God willing, kind of like looming around the corner the thoughts come into my mind a lot so you're also very much about self-improvement self-help you're always wanting to learn more and learn more about yourself why do you think that's important and why do you do it well I was a psychology major and education minor at UCLA so I've always had the interest in understanding how the mind works how our psyche works how our subconscious mind impacts our present state and just how child childhood impacts who you become as an adult and I think it's good to understand on a day-to-day -day why you react to things the way you do or why you make the decisions that you do or why you're feeling a certain way in a certain day I feel like the more you understand yourself you can also hopefully the goal right is to be able to exercise compassion towards other people when they might do things that you don't agree with or maybe don't even understand in my mind there's a a little bit of a line to self-help. It's something that I really enjoy and I find comfort in. That and learning about Judaism, both of those things for me are my form of therapy, comfort blanket, answers for things and all of that. 
So on top of being this spiritual, wanting to learn about yourself, help other people. By the way, you were president of our high school. Let's not forget that I didn't mention that. I'm just like dropping nuggets. Little nuggets. Where I was going with that is in addition to all of that, you are also the most hood ratchet person (laughs) I have truly ever met. And I think the world has ever met. What is your obsession with hip hop and why do you love it so much? Should I drop a line on you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is, you guys, she is a rapper. I forgot to put that in her resume. Go give us some Nicki Minaj or Cardi B or something. Mm, Well, my personal favorite, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, go. Mm. This one is for the boys in the boomer system, top down AC with the cool assist when it comes to the club and he blazing up, got stacks on deck like a saving up. Yeah, he'll he really might got a bill. He pop bottles and he got the right kind of bill. All right, that's enough. The fact that she knows that, and Uh also, you guys, she knows the lemonade flawless Beyonce dance, whatever that is from Homecoming Coachella. Now, a woman of many talents, yeah, yeah, she really just wishes that she could be Beyonce. for one day not for life just one day if i could just be in that coachella performance just the yellow outfit i'm good like i don't need to do the pink one too if you saw the co- whatever anyway i um, can't yeah so wait why do you love hood music so much you have a reason for it i'm obsessed with hip-hop it is the music i listen to the second i open my eyes in the morning so it's like you play hip-hop and text me at the same time that's how no, it goes no i text you I say Modani, then I turn on my Spotify. And currently, I'm in the ASAP Ferg phase. I just learned about the ASAP crew because I was wondering why there's ASAP Rocky and ASAP Ferg, and there's another ASAP. And I'm like, what a weird coincidence that there's so many ASAPs and they all spell it with a dollar sign instead of this. And I just found out last week that there's the ASAP crew. Or oh, I never like knew this. Sharona Dane teaches things, me something every these day. These are the things that you learn when you hang out with me. Why I like hip hop. So I've always liked hip hop, even back in the middle school days. Although I feel like most people who know me socially or even professionally would never guess. Because you don't come off hood. You come up very getting down to business. I guess. I don't know. I think every setting brings out something else in me, honestly. Yeah. As do all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, there is this kind of like underlying confidence in hip hop music. Every song is like, yeah, I'm the shit. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm this. Yeah, I'm that. And I know I sound so silly saying that, but it's almost like how people read affirmations. To me, hip hop music is like endless affirmations. That's why I think I like going to Cycle House and going to Aaron Hines' class. Shout out to Aaron. He's not going to listen to this. Actually, who knows? We're trying to get him on an episode. Maybe this will encourage him. This is a plug for Cycle House. Anyway, it's like just such serious gangster rap. It is a mindset. I used to be a huge Nicki Minaj fan. Now that position has changed as of late because I'm not liking how she's giving into her insecurities around Cardi B. You're not sticking to your roots, girl. But whatever. That's a different conversation for a different time. Myra is probably listening to this and she's like, see, I told you Sharon is so cool. That's what I'm saying. She's like adding more and more notes about why she wants to be your best friend. No, I'm kidding. I don't know if this is making me lose or gain followers. No. Anyway. So when I was going into the bar exam, I don't know if you know this fact, but Drake, Lil Wayne, Eminem, Kanye had a song called Forever. Yeah. I understand nothing was done for me. Yeah, yeah. It starts off, Draco's last name ever, first name greatest, like a sprained ankle boy, ain't nothing to play with, started out local, thanks to all my haters, I knew G4 pilots on a first name basis. This is the music I was listening to, this song 
on repeat as I was getting ready each day for the bar exam. It was just a mindset. And for every single law school final, I attribute my grades and passing the bar exam to that song and to Drake and to Lil Wayne and Kanye and Eminem. Which is a really good segue because we need to talk about this moment. So when you were in law school, you barely left the house because you were always studying so much. But there was this one time for my PR job that I had a Drake event. Mm. And the first one, there was two opportunities. The first one I couldn't take you to and you were literally depressed. Had an event two days later and I called you up. Studying for a final. Yeah. And I was like, Drake is at this event right now. I can get you in. I know you're busy. You're probably going to say no. You're like, I'm here. Where? Where is it? Where is it? When she comes with her friend, I'm like, you have to promise me. You cannot embarrass me. What happens? I didn't embarrass you. I was mortified. Can you tell what the conversation was between you and Drake? Because she found Drake and went up to him, obviously. So this was like one of those very stereotypical L.A. Hollywood parties where every celebrity you can imagine is hanging around by a pool casually, you know, and you're supposed to act cool in those situations. What you imagine on TV, you know? So Drake was being swarmed by women all over the place. And I basically interrupted his conversation. Wasn't he speaking to Sloan from Entourage, by the way? Sloan from Entourage was the first person that he was talking to. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't compete with this bitch. Like, I can't. Eventually, I kind of horrored myself into the situation. Which, for those of you who aren't Persian, like, finagle yourself into it. Basically, yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. You know, like, all that totally dorky stuff. And I was just like, oh, my name is Sharona. He shook my hand. I was like, I just need to tell you that I'm a certified member of the Young Money Militia. Which is Drake's crew with Lil Wayne and Tyga and Nicki Minaj and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they call themselves the Young Money Cash Money Business. So the nickname is the Young Money Militia. You'll hear that shout out in a few songs. Anyway, he was like, oh, is that so? I'd co-sign that. So I'm a member of the crew. She's making it sound less embarrassing than it was. I was yeah, mortified. Yeah, trying to make it sound like cool. <laughs> like cool, like they're friends. He's yeah, like security yeah. guard, take her away. Yeah, his friend was like, all right, ma'am. Time for you to go. So a game I like to play with all my guests, because, you know, behind the rainbow is about your authentic self and your real life struggles. What's something that you've been dealing with or gone through in the past week or so? How have you been working through it? How have you worked through it? I think generally speaking over the past few weeks. I've had a few difficult conversations with different people in my life, different people in different pockets of my life. They weren't necessarily bad conversations, but just conversations that I was nervous to have for various reasons. I know I'm being vague. Is it okay to be vague? You can be as vague or as info as you want to be. Yeah. I think we're all constantly learning about how to navigate situations that either make us uncomfortable or don't serve us or needing to set a boundary, right? And I think naturally, I'm a pretty pleasing personality when it comes to friends, family, work, dating, everything. And I'm really learning about how to accommodate other people while still maintaining my own identity and knowing how to voice an opinion without offending someone or setting a boundary without disappointing people or trusting my gut when something doesn't feel right. I've just been kind of really on a broader level contemplating a lot of that recently. And I think this always happens around this time of year, the end of the year, the new year, our birthdays, all of that stuff. I always get very 
let's reflect about what I want for myself in the coming year. So yeah, just going through that. Well, I want to acknowledge you because these conversations that you're mentioning are hard for you, but a lot of people will just ignore it and not have them. And even through your struggle, you do work on still having those conversations. And I think especially even throughout the years, you become more patient and understanding of how to speak to people. Learning how to have effective conversations, right? With people who you don't necessarily mesh with them or they're not your people or whatever even like between us when we get into arguments yeah I mean I think that you and I have also over the past few years neither one of us are perfect but I think we've both also worked on learning how to communicate with each other better and learning how to take care of each other in the ways in which we need to take care of each other so if there's one last takeaway from listening to this episode with you what do you want them to take away from you I could just share something that I've been really more mindfully been integrating into my life that I think is a good tip for people. So my homegirl, Amy Young, who you did a podcast with, obsessed with her. She's a life coach. I've never met her in person, but we've interacted extensively now. She really believes in this concept of the sacred six, which are like six things you do for yourself on a daily basis. It's like forms of self-care, but healthy, productive self-care. And it could be as tiny as making your bed in the morning or picking up a cup of coffee on your way to work for me praying or making sure you get in a workout once a day or you know whatever so I lately it's because I've been really 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 working in long long hours I've kind of fallen off a little bit on like sticking to what I feel are like the six things I need to do every day to be at my best but I think this time of year is a time of resetting and just taking care of yourself and integrating into your life whatever five or six things that you need to make you happy and feel good because we all deserve to feel good we're all just trying our best in life to be the best we can be and just kindness and patience with ourselves and others and as one person said speak to others as if you're speaking to Gandhi I thought you were going to do like a little Wayne quote right now (laughs) I'm trying to think of one it's not coming to me right now yeah I just said that with like a twang I think it's because I'm getting into country music oh my god you guys (laughs) I have to get up to speed on like what was that guy's name thomas thomas red yeah that guy Say. spacey casey no spacey casey we can cut out all right well thank you so much for doing this episode with me literally she's so busy that i had to come here with wine to make her do this because she has no other time for me okay so the ritual i do with my guest is my outro is until next time wait can i say something i feel like all of your guests always like stop you and say can i say something <laughs> Yeah. I just have to say, I'm so proud of you, Elaine. Really, it's an honor that you're my sister. I'm very lucky. By the way, people, we are facing each other on a couch while we're like saying this. So this is very like personal with microphones. It's very weird. But I'm so grateful and lucky and just I feel so blessed that you are my sister. You're my best friend. You're my voice of reason. You're my moral compass. You're really one of the most important people in my life. And I love you very much. And I'm so proud of you for all the cool, interesting, creative, ground-shaking things that you're trying to do. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Thanks. I really enjoy your podcast. She really does. I, I like get I, excited that she I listens asked, to them. I ask Elaine to send me updates every time she uploads her podcast so I can listen to them on my drive back from cool. the office late at night. Well, I hope you're going to like this episode. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's like <laughs> weird hearing your own voice. I hear mine all the time. So, okay. So my outro mm. is until next time. Yes, so can you do the honors? 
Until next time. That sounded literally like me. (laughs) 